done. What's up, good fighters? Hey, guys, we love y'all. And guess what? We're coming at you with Double the Good Fighter with connection, intention, and purpose. As always, Dr. Nash, my man, coming from Ames, Iowa, and yours truly coming from Grand Rapids. Man, um, today we got a little change in plans, but still fire as always to bring you guys. This is, I'm gonna pre, I'm gonna give you guys a precursor to the next episode. It should be the next episode, right, Doctor Nash? Uh, well, presumably, actually, presumably the next episode we're gonna have Doctor Brooke on, Doctor Jeremy Brooke on. So set the notification settings on your favorite podcast listening app for when that pops up. Um, but we're going to be having him here on soon. However, some scheduling issues, we weren't able to have him on today. So Dr. Nash and I were talking, you know, what are we going to talk about? We got time scheduled. We got time blocked. What are we going to talk about? And we want to bring you guys some, some information on what to do when you don't know what to do. Because quite frankly, we sat here for probably about a good minute and a half in silence, <laughs> trying to think of what to talk about. Um, but there's experiences both in my life and I'm sure in Dr. Nash's life when, you know, crap hits the fan or, you know, you go through something and you're just like, dude, what, what do I do? I don't know what to do in this scenario. I'd, you've never been through that scenario or you maybe don't have a mentor that's close. Um, so I wanted to share a little bit about what to do when you don't know what to do to give you guys some tips, feedback, activities on if you're struggling, especially in chiropractic school, hey, maybe you just failed a class. Maybe your art right now is not where you want it to be. Um, and we want to get you guys back on track where, where you want to be and what direction you want to head in. Um, so, yeah, Dr. Nash, I want to start off with you, my man. Is there any time in your life when you can think of or that you were thinking of um, that you were like, dude, I don't know what to do right now? Not going as planned is always a part of the plan. So it's always a matter of whose plan you're talking right. about, right? You know, right? Because we're all a part of somebody's plan, and you know, above all else, that's that universal plan. <clears throat> now, is there a certain time? Absolutely. There's plenty of times. Um, had a, a handful of moments going through 75 hard so, thus far, day 60 right now, and oh boy, I think I think that that uh, that's a big component of 75 hard itself is things don't go as planned. And yep. understanding that like you have these non-negotiable things that you're working on or uh, principles or things that you live by that, you know, you get them done one way or the other. Yep. And even though things don't go as planned, you made it happen. That's been, you know, a pretty big theme so far. But to get more specific than that, um, shit, man, even when we opened up our practice, not mm. that was life not going as planned. That was another yep. situation where... Uh, Especially for you guys, that's huge. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean that. Like I said, that was not part of the plan, but it, uh, but it was part of the plan. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you if you really understand, because the plan is always what's what's going on in the present. So, yes, I know plans are always something based for something to come down the pipe in the future. But at the same time, the only thing that's ever really real or relevant is the present. So, right. Um, to make do from things that aren't going right, that's truly being adaptable. And that's what we work with all the time. That's how, what we're always preaching to the people that we're serving is how can you be more adaptable? Yep. You know, if you're adaptable, you have a high probability of, you know, thriving and surviving. Yep. You know, in, in chiropractic school, 
whew, had many a times where things did not go as planned. <laughs> Ultimately, I think that required a little bit more self-reflection and growth. Because, you know, when they don't go as planned, you have that adversity. How do you respond to adversity? Um, anybody that has more of a sports athletic background, it's not always how hard you can hit, but how hard you can take a punch and then respond. You know, as a member of the fight club or good fighters, um, it's always about how you respond after getting knocked down and how you get back up and how you adapt to that, right? Because if you attack it the same thing again and again, just, you know, uh, same same approach, can't expect a different outcome. Yep, so absolutely. I think that's one of the the beauties of having things that don't go as planned is really you have an opportunity to approach it differently, you know, uh, you know, really approaching it with an innate mindset. Like, Hey, not something educated thought up, not an mm. educated plan. It's an innate plan. So mm. let innate flow and uh, watching that masterpiece shake out. Cause usually nine times out of 10, that's usually what's going to happen unless you get in your own way. Right. I think to that point too, I want to touch on real quick because one of the things that, t- that, that um, I kind of thought about was in time periods where I didn't know what to do, something that I practiced and, you know, I have, I've had a lot of moments like that. Like for instance, you mentioned um, or failing a test or like the first part of school. So like, I'm pretty sure the first test we ever took, I got like a 55%. <laughs> and um, one of the things that I want to touch on as far as innate and letting that come through versus your education is when you don't know what to do, it's very important that you do two things. One is stimulate your brain properly. And the other one is silence your brain properly. Okay. And these are things that I utilize, especially if I did happen to fail a test or if I did happen to go through something that I didn't know what to do was, Hey, I stimulated my brain properly in terms of, Hey, I can't fail another test. Like I got to educate myself somehow. Right. But I also took the time to, silence my brain like you said to listen to innate and what it had to say as well and not in a like i'm looking for innate for all the specific answers on this test but more so in terms of my discipline my motivation my my internal voice and how what i'm talking to myself because it's easy in those moments to be like well gates this is what you get like you you don't deserve to be in chiropractic school all this kind of stuff but that's not real okay that's my educated brain coming in inappropriately what i want is my innate brain coming in and saying hey you did it. You failed that one. That's cool. Guess what? You are primed, ready, and have the capacity for the knowledge to not fail the next one. So two things that I have found in my life that I have seen success in is stimulating my brain appropriately, whether that's studying for a test, um, kind of diving into, and, and maybe you do this in practice as well, diving into um, learning, Okay but then also silencing your brain as well, because it's very easy to stay stimulated, especially in today's society. That's not beneficial guys. So you got to silence that, that stuff a little bit sometimes too. Oh yeah. I, you know, we have so many things to be overstimulated by that. It's just, you know, you can't turn a page. You can't open your phone, open a computer without trying, without somebody trying to overstimulate you. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. I don't know if you knew this, but it's kind of funny story based around our first test in school. And I do not recommend this and I do not condone it. It just is what it is. I was absolutely shit faced when I took our first exam. I was hammered. Oh my God. Were you freaking really? Dude, I swear. And not our great. first exam? Oh my I'm, gosh, yeah. Nash. 
yeah. did you get? I got an 80. Actually. Bro, you beat me? Oh my yeah, gosh, it makes me so mad. And the thing is, <laughs> other thing is, I had a friend that was like emergency in the hospital, like in Iowa City. So not only that, I was like, oh man, I'm not even like, I, the test, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be quite honest, I probably did get quite lucky. But uh, yeah, first, did not plan that either, by the way. That Holy was not, crap. But you know, Dude, you made it happen. That's the funniest thing. Yeah. That's hilarious, bro. I'm so mad you beat me. Dang. Yeah. But that's you know, a I, I prime, like what, yeah, that's prime example right there. Yeah, prime example, uh, making it happen. Sometimes luck does come into play. Uh, when it comes to more recently, what are some, you know, things that you do every day to get yourself ready for those moments when you don't have a plan or, you know, when you have somebody come into your practice that like, Hey, uh, this was not on schedule or this isn't how I was really expecting this care to go for this person. What do you, what do you do to prepare for that Gates? No, man, that's such a good question. I think there's, there's two things that instantly come to mind. Um, and we talked about this a lot, guys, is cultivating your discipline. Um, there's times when you don't know what to do, that training you always fall back on, okay, is has to be discipline. Because when you don't know what to do, you got to do things that will get the job done, all right? So whatever plan that comes into motion. So I think discipline is number one. But one thing that, that Andy talks about that kind of goes with discipline is production pivot. and I love that terminology because in my mind, when you have something coming in that you have struggles or troubles with, it's very easy to just be like, I'm not doing anything, you know, like I just, just sit on the couch and just not worry about it. Watch Netflix, drink a beer or whatever you want to do to kind of numb that. But what he talks about is in those moments is kind of challenging yourself to go be productive. Um, and it doesn't really necessarily even have to be to that exact um, issue or problem. It could be something as simple as movement. Um, and I think that has always been big for me in a production pivot. If I don't know what to do is a, hey, just go run, jump rope, lift some weights, something like that to where I can, if I didn't know what to do, I'm banking on the fact and, and pretty much nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, something will drop in while I'm doing that. Or at the very least, I'll get the motivation to be like, you know what, screw it. I'm not just going to sit back and let this happen, be a victim, but go after something that I need to do. So those two things kind of, kind of go in line with me is have that discipline cultivated beforehand, before something goes wrong. But then when something does go wrong, have a production pivot to get moving no matter what it is. Sure. Uh, to me, what I'm hearing a little bit too, is like putting yourself in a situation that you can kind of get in a flow state, especially yeah, with movement. I mean, that's, that's kind of like a, I know you don't like this term and I'm not a huge fan of it either, but that's a lot of like biohacking people oh yeah. they, they reference, like getting in flow state. Right. Right. And I think that using movement and motion to do that is, is, is huge. It's almost like a meditative pattern. Yeah, absolutely. And you, it's something that you are more used to. So you're. I don't know. I think it coincides with the innate brain. Um, For sure. And you can get a lot more drop-ins that way, at least that I've seen. And I know you probably have as well. 
Yeah. And if you, if you guys are just not listening, you don't really know what a drop in is. It's, it's just those thought flashes that come in where you have a problem and it kind of just solves itself by you doing what you do, you know? For sure. You know, and I think another big component to, you know, cultivating this ability to, you know, make a plan when there is no plan or to adapt, you know, adapt under fire. My, one of my high school football coaches would say that at the time, you know, you got to adapt the fire. Um, mm. But is putting yourself in situations where that's a possibility to even happen and Absolutely. having to happen a lot uh, because, you know, that is the truth of reality is there is no uh, set plan that it's always going to go the way that you think it is Yeah, because there's too many that's variables for it to even work that way. So getting yourself out there, putting yourself in situations that you're used to having to adapt on the fly or to, you know, to have a plan go wrong. Right. And how do you respond to that plan going wrong? I think it's one of the really great things about growing up playing sports like we did. Uh, I think a lot of good fighters, you don't even have to play sports, right? But even just understanding that uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a sport, but just getting yourself uh, in group activities because the more people you have, whether it be like a play or, you know, even like a musical, right? I mean, yeah. I didn't do either. I'm not even going to like sugarcoat that. I didn't do either of those <laughs> things, but I can imagine that there are some things that happen whether it be in practice or then when you get to showtime that uh, didn't plan that on going that way. Or, you know, if you're in band, you know, playing an instrument or whatever, things aren't always going to go as predicted. So trying to cultivate as many opportunities to put yourself in those environments. And then, you know, when it's kind of like birth by fire, you know, watching yourself actually respond to those things is a pretty key way to actually start, making that a skill of your own and understanding that it's not like the harder I try, the more that it's going to come out. Cause that's really honestly the opposite of it all. Yeah. The harder you try to get these drop-ins or flat thought flashes, uh, the more you're really going to kind of constipate those drop-ins. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you think back to those times where you didn't really know what to do. Can you kind of run us through some of the emotions you were feeling at that time too? Mm-hmm. Cause I mm-hmm. think it's important to, for people to realize, and I want you guys to really recognize this is, you know, Nash and I, we, you know, we're, we've been through school, we've been through all this stuff. Like, even though we have practices and stuff, like it's not easy y'all. And just run them through those emotions. Cause I, I want you for guys sure. to feel like, I want you guys to know you're not the only ones too, more yeah. importantly. I mean, number one is always going to be anxiety, right? Because uh, there's always a fear of the unknown. And also, you know, it's kind of, uh, especially in our shoes, as, as like a, in a professional setting, you know, I, I know that people are looking up to me and looking, me, looking to me sometimes for answers or to be a leader. So mm. um, I want to make sure that I fulfill that role for them and I, I step up to the plate. So that's, and that's something that uh, I don't think... As, you know, the longer we go on, I don't think that's something that ever really truly goes away. But it's understanding how to manage that, right? And understanding that that is also something that it's kind of like a trigger. Like, well, um, I feel that, and I'm gonna make, I'm gonna, I'm a man of action. So I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna, you know, get moving. I'm gonna make something happen. And you know, that's that's number one. And I would probably say number two is um, it's kind of a state of um, acceptance, right? And I know that's not necessarily yeah. an emotion, but you know, it is what it is. And that's, 
the, the, the beauty of being truly hundred percent in the moment is the fact that like you have to be accepted, like you have to be in a state of acceptance to do that. Um, because there's, there's nothing else that I can do other than deal with whatever my present situation is. Yeah. So to, tr- you know, to have something happen where I'm not like, I wasn't prepared for that. Okay. Well, regardless of whatever my plan was, what's the situation? What am I going to do? Mm. And how can I make, a quick decision, confident decision, and move forward for whatever the situation is. Um, that's kind of the emotions that I generally feel. I would say that most of the time, though, it's not like anything like I'm, I'm not scared, you know, because unless it's something where I've never had this, knock on wood, but it's not like I've ever really had this situation where my life was on the line. And even still, right. I think something that always brings me solace is the fact that, uh, you know, with chiropractic principles, I know that there's something always greater than myself. And that I know that this is, you know, this life that we live, we're spiritual beings living out a human experience. So that's something that always grounds me that like, well, you know, shit, man, that didn't go, that didn't go right. And most times it's not all that serious, but if it is that serious, you know, uh, I don't want to make light of this because I want to make somebody uh, get the wrong idea, but you know, this is, uh, this is not the end at the end Mm. of the day. You know what I mean? There, there's something more and something more beautiful at work. And the fact that uh, fact in itself always brings me um, some an element of confidence and com- composure when I'm kind of yeah. in those situations that like, well, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a human being. I'm going to make mistakes. And, uh, you know, there is some something out there greater than myself that I truly believe in and that I, you know, I live. I live by love. So if I can just keep on doing that, I don't really think that I'll live a bad life. And yeah, I'm going to make mistakes, but that's kind of part of the game too. Yeah. I like what you said there. And just like the thought process that even, even after, even if you're, if you were to pass away, like that's, that's not the end game. Like I think of two things that happen. Hey, Hey, my body's feeding the earth. Now, <laughs> you know, the flowers, the daisies that are above my grave, it's getting fed. Yeah. And then two, my soul has somewhere to go you know? Yeah. And it's a, it's a great and fantastic place that's better than this earth could ever be. So, you know, I think about that and some of the mo- emotions that I honestly feel a lot of times is I get caught up in the what ifs, you know, like um, something happens where I don't know what to do. I'm like, man, what if I would have just done this or what if I would have just done that? And reminding myself not to let that debilitate me. Um mm-hmm because it's very easy to get caught in that cycle of just constantly thinking about the what ifs. But like you said, it doesn't produce action. It doesn't produce getting out of that state. And it just further in, encompasses the the unknown. So, you know, if, if I know if anybody out there gets caught up in what the what ifs, that's been something that I personally have had to struggle with. And the more that I have found myself to do a production pivot, the less likely I am to constantly think about those. And it motivates you for down the line. Cause I remember, you know, one of, one of my biggest regrets, probably my only regret actually is never playing college ball, baseball. Mm-hmm. And I always think, I always think back to what if, what if, what if, but production pivot, I use that towards motivation to, you know what, I'm leaving nothing on the table when it comes to my art my philosophy, my science, like not leaving anything to where I have to feel that ever again. And so it can be a motivational factor for you. So this comes into a previous episode where we were talking about the law of reflection, 
reflect back on those moments. And if you catch yourself constantly saying what if to a certain scenario in your life, use that as a production pivot to say, you know what? I've been down this road. Now it's time to make something happen and push me further. So, but yeah, the what the what ifs can lock me up sometimes, my man, unless I do that production with it. For sure. And, you know, uh, one of our greatest tools that, that we have to ground us, breathe, you know, inhale Amen, through dude. the nose, out through the mouth, and really just take a deep breath because it really is going to be okay. And uh, that's something I have to constantly relearn and, te- you know, tell myself, hey, man, just breathe it's gonna be good um and helping other people that come in that are in we talked about a little bit different stages of suffering helping them like hey what what tools do we have that we all that we're all doing right now we're all breathing let's use that you know let's let's connect in here and see what changes can happen just off changing that alone yeah i know we've touched on that before too about uh some key questions that we like to talk with our our members about is how many deep breaths are you taking today? How many deep breaths are you are you planning on taking the rest of the day? Um, mm. Do you have a space set up where you can take more deep breaths? And if you don't, let's see if we can change that. Because yeah. we all we live in just such a sympathetic, dominant society that we need to take actual steps if we don't have them in place to get out of that state, to relax and get to parasympathetic state that we can truly uh, calm down a little bit. Yeah. I would even take that a step further to deep breaths outside and the yeah. benefits of that. I actually had, I had a patient that I was seeing, he was kind of like struggling with, um, he didn't have COVID or anything like that, but he had some stuff going on with his lungs where just like fluid was built up and he had been, you know, by the time I talked to him, he had taken mucinex, all this kind of stuff to help it. And um, he was like, he was like asking, is there any supplement that I can take for this? Like to clear it out. And I was like, honestly, man, what you should really do is just go outside and fill your lungs, like as deep a breath as you can get, shoot, run and fill those lungs with some nice, fresh air as much as you can. And came, I said to do that over the weekend, came back, he was fine. Didn't have any issues afterwards. And so a lot of times, especially with what Dr. Nash is saying is, Man, fill those lungs up. It has such great physiological benefits when we just take a step back, breathe, and more importantly, breathe in the midst of nature. Um, and as nature does, it'll work itself out. So, mm. yeah, and I think, you know, I, I like what you what you said there too because I think there's a really big component that it's sometimes it's a level of understanding for some of the people too that we just need to buy them some time, buy them some time to heal, you know, let, let yeah. their innate immune system, let their, you know, innate intelligence truly have an opportunity of time to recalibrate, you know, over a weekend like that. Oh, what supplement do I need? Hey man, just, we need a couple days of you just breathing outside, mm-hmm. you know, let your body readjust, let your, you know, your nervous system really actually understand the changes that are being made. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's something that I think, uh, young docs, young doc, but young docs, (laughs) you know what I mean? But, uh, giving, you know, finding out different ways that you can help somebody give themselves more time for their body to, uh, accept and Mm -hmm. integrate adjustments, you know, integrate care and 
just have a different approach, you know? Do I always need to just, as soon as something starts coming up, do I need something right now? Because is it always a bad sign that I, I have a little bit of a cough? Maybe that's me expressing health. Maybe my body's recognizing I have something in it that I don't need anymore. Maybe I don't need Mucinex. Maybe this is supposed to happen, mm. you know? And maybe just approaching it with a different mindset and allowing them to like, hey, you know, okay, next time I get a cold or a cough, maybe next time I, I will just go outside and I get some Mucinex in. Maybe that'll shorten up my actual duration of my symptoms that I really don't like. Um, I, I That's one yeah. thing that uh, early on, especially both of us opening up right away, that it's not something that you learn in school. You know, it's not something they, they teach you in diff die or they teach you in uh, whatever. I don't even... I wiped those Remember classes. Names. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what's what some of the other ones? Uh, this, this. Yeah, this, this, right? Yeah. Chest, abdomen. You don't learn that. Chest, anymore. abdomen. Yeah, I mean, that's dang sure, man. I think, you know, you, you really nail it there. It's really, but letting patients know that. Yeah, it's not something you're going to learn in a textbook, but I think that's probably the number one thing. When people come in, it's crazy how ingrained we are to take something to relieve that human suffering. I mean, nobody likes to suffer, but when you don't know what to do, that's a suffering moment. And it can be easy to turn to food, alcohol, medicine, whatever, when you are going through some type of, some type of trauma doesn't really matter what kind. And letting patients know like, hey, let's just take a step back. Let's change your physiology up with an adjustment, your neurology up with an adjustment, and let that sit. And let, let your body just take some time to figure it out and, and know that it's okay to take some time to figure that out because um, they, they're never told that their entire life. They've probably gone, gone their entire life never hearing that from anybody, and especially not their medical doctors. So for you students listening, keep that in mind for the next time you have a patient and, you know, either their symptoms don't resolve right away or if they're looking to run to something that's not within themselves, just remind them of that. Hey, you have the capacity. Let's just take a minute, assess the situation, deep breath. All right, let's go then. Okay. Um, no, that's a great drop. I like that. A lot. Beautiful. Um, speaking of uh, things not going as planned, I had somebody pop in early, bro. So nice. Uh, I got to cut it short, but Gates, don't let me stop you. Uh, that's all for Dr. Nash on today's podcast. But uh, <laughs> uh, if you have any other thing else for him, Gates, let him know. Uh, yeah, I mean, guys, you, you know where to find us. GatesMare underscore DC, DC Nash T. Um, please follow our IG page and subscribe to our YouTube page as well. Because, guys, I think the more you guys, you know, you guys have been so integral in so many downloads so far. Please write us a review, um, you know. Season three has been a blast so far. We can't wait to bring more for you. But with that, we out.